Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, October the 18th, 2020. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Today, we are going to dig into a podcast talking about how to create a life of significance and kind of breaking down what that means to me and to us and hopefully what it means to you as well. But before I jump into the podcast episode, this is brought to you by my homies over at Athletic Greens. Again, you guys know me. It's the only supplement I take every single day. At this point, you're probably like, dude, you talk about this all the time. I go, but I'm real with you. It is the thing that I never miss. Now, I do take other things every day, and I'm probably at about a 90% adherence rate to everything else but i'll be real with you like if i travel sometimes i might forget to take fish oils or i might pack them but i didn't have a fridge to put them in and then they turned to garbage or maybe i just forgot to take them because i was being lazy like a normal human but athletic greens is the thing i do take every day and i think you guys would be hard pressed you know pressed excuse me to find like a more comprehensive supplement you can put into your life every single day it's literally made up of 75 vitamins minerals and whole food ingredients and let's be real none of us eats enough greens every single day so if you guys are really trying to find something that can literally eliminate almost other supplements that you take which i think a lot of them honestly out there are garbage because most of the multis really don't do a whole hell of a lot for you. I would pick this up. And if you guys are interested, I'm happy to send you a link for 20 free travel packs. You can always go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott. Pick them up yourself. Or if you're really on the fence, I literally probably today through my Instagram DMs went through about 10 people who are like, Hey, Jeremy, I want to try them, but I'm really not sure. I literally will send you a free pack right to your front door and you can try it 100% for free. We pay the shipping, everything. All you got to do is throw it in water, give it a shot, and then you can pick up the 20 free packs if you don't hate the taste. And to be real with you, it is by far the best tasting greens out there and it is not even close. Not to mention the micronutrients are above and beyond anything else I have seen. So that is why I go so hard with it. So if you're interested, hit me up for the 20 free. And again, athleticgreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott if you want to check it out for yourself. Now, Heather is here uh, today to dig into this podcast, which we found on, I believe, success.com. And we're going to kind of play in the Cliff's notes that they had laid out and obviously, you know, what we consider creating a life of significance to be like. So, Heather, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, guys. Happy Sunday. Yes, I'm tired and I'm hungry. I can tell. (laughs) But uh, this is a cool one. And uh, I'll first off by saying this, when we talk about significance or success or whatever it may be that's for you to define i'm nobody to judge anyone of how they live their life where they live what they drive what kind of shape they're in if you're happy in your daily life with most of the decisions you're making and what you're doing then that is amazing we are literally going to share with you how we feel with our experiences and what means you know a life of significance to us that might look like something totally different to you some of you guys might hear me talk and be like, this dude is crazy, and that's totally <laughs> fine. Uh, but I feel like I'm happier than most people. And obviously, I don't talk to everybody in the world, but I do have the unique perspective to talk with hundreds of people per week and thousands of people per year, whether that be in person, online, here locally, and then when the world's normal when I travel. And I just feel like, for me, a life of less and a life of simplicity uh, – is where I find my happiness, personally. 100%. And I think that's what has really helped us understand at our age, at a younger age, because we're surrounded by so many different... Younger. Younger. But at an earlier age, we were able to identify really what brings us fulfillment and significance um, because we're surrounded by so many different people. And we have been for years. So I think that has really helped us understand what that looks like for you and I versus some people that might experience or learn more about that area of their life later on. For sure. Well, I think the benefit here is, again, everybody here, I thought about this today as I'm in here. We did our Sunday events, MetCon, so if I start coughing, I apologize. Uh, And it's felt normal, you know, which is nice since we're outside working out. And I'm like, these people are all like my friends. I'm like, basically everybody who comes here is my friend. This has turned into just a super um, 
expensive man cave I bought to do exercise with my friends and hang out. And uh, like as I was sitting here, I'm like, this is cool. Like this mm-hmm. is fun for me. Like this is my life, and it's it's so basic and it's so simple. And I bring that up for the fact of I've, I've met so many cool people here, older Same. older than us, um, have done a lot of things right, and then the ones who are we're friends, right? So these guys are, it's not competitive. They're very transparent. I got dudes here who tell me, Hey, I used to, I bought this house. It was stupid. I used to lease these cars. It was dumb. I made these choices with drinking and I I was married too early or I did like all the things that they say, like I just sit and listen and I'm like a sponge. I just absorb it. And I'm like, well, these guys are a lot smarter than me and they're older than me and they've done things that I want to do. So I'm going to sit back and just kind of take it all in and then pick and choose, you know, what I want to do in my life to make it important. And so I think as we dig into this today, you know, we're all capable of of falling into a a monotonous kind of boring routine. In fact, I had a dude here a couple weeks ago. He's like, could you do an episode like on on Groundhog Day, Uh, which (laughs) which is a great movie, by the way, if you guys haven't seen it. Well, I actually watched it during this um, year that we're kind of all stuck in. And uh, it's, it's, it's comical, but it's amazing. But it's true. Like we all can get stuck into our, our routine and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's comfort in knowing, you know, where you're coming from and where you're going. And, uh, it is reassuring to kind of have that wash, rinse, repeat lifestyle. I like my routine. I like uh, how I operate and how I do things, but I also do like to do things outside of that. Well, for it's sure. good to shake things up. And because sometimes if you're stuck in doing the same thing over and over, you're missing out on other opportunities or, you know, maybe you're ready for a change and you're just holding back because of fear. Um, because everybody likes to, most people like to live in their comfort zone, um, including me. And I think during this season or this year, not having certainty, the uncertainty of what's going to happen is really difficult right now for people including it was I feel like I feel better now but still it's out there (laughs) yeah well and I think we all have a certain level that we need um it's if you look at the six human needs that you are really not arguable uh certainty and like a reassurance definitely is one of them now for each of us individuals and there's varying degrees of that of what you do need some of us more than less some people you know, book one-way flights, and then they'll figure it out from there. I'm not that kind of person. There's Me nothing either. wrong with it. I just, <laughs> again, but I, I like what I like. And for some of you listening, you know, even if you're in your routine now and it's kind of moving along and you're getting back to, you know, normal um, for you, whatever that is, you might feel like you're missing something or you're, you're longing for something or you need to change. And this might have been a time of pause and reflection where you found that, or it might be a time where you're still looking for that but you might not be sure what it is and maybe you're more distracted than normal which I believe right now is probably you know more normal than not to be distracted or have your brain wander and not focus and uh, I guess the, the point we're driving at is there's choices that you can make and there's choices that you can lay out to find what importance is to you and what significance is to you and I think for a lot of people it does start with you know, your career and your family and doing the things that make you the happiest uh, day in and day out. I know that sounds overly simplistic, but for me, that's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. And so the first one that we will dig in here from the list is understand significance is a double sided coin for all of us. Right. So the article is saying that a life of significance has two cornerstones, self-care and self-giving. So to live a significant life, you definitely have to capitalize on the inner joys and then also outer joys. So for example, for inner joys, that requires finding joy in very simple pleasures, making those a part of your lifestyle. So simple pleasures for somebody could look like just little pick-me-ups throughout the day. Um, We're talking about anything from planting a new garden to sipping on your favorite coffee enrolling in an art class or just doing something for you that is simple that brings you that fulfillment and joy and then for me I would say you know exploring being in nature planning adventures uh, you know it could be doing a staycation or just making time for working out um, 
I guess staycation isn't that simple, but playing with my dog, for example. For, for us, it is. For, yeah. We can stay at super cool places for two bucks. It's for awesome. cheap. Yeah, yeah. It's great. And when you live in a resort destination, it's what people, a lot of people do here. And uh, spending time with family, friends is huge. Um, so, you know, just when I went on my quick girls trip up north to Sedona and Flagstaff with one of my best friends from college, like just having that girl time was just amazing and brought me so much joy. So, and Sedona sucks. Don't go. Right. Uh, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with all those. The same thing. Like even last night we were watching, we watched Casper. He had never seen Casper. And I, I was don't like, think the whole way through, maybe parts of I'm it. I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to watch it. We wanted to watch some Halloween movies and that one was on. And so I forgot. I probably was 10 years old when I watched it. I probably watched it a couple of times when I was younger, but it was just so cute and fun to watch. And then our dog just lays on me the whole mm-hmm. time. And I'm like, that's probably the best part of my day. Mm-hmm. As simple as Thanks. that is, that would be... <laughs> well, you were there too, but you know how You guys is. cuddle and leave me hanging. Yeah, that's how we do it at our house. Uh, so that would be inner joy for sure. And then if we go outer joy for you. So outer joy is based on the article you're giving some something to someone else and through whether that's through interaction your positive positive nature and contentment um, can really rub off on other people and then also the act of giving can include anything from you know taking a call from a friend in need to cooking a meal for somebody at a local shelter Um, for me you know I would say for those that are kind of searching for it in their job um, even though I'm in the corporate world and it's heavily focused on business, um, you know, goals and, and sales and, but having that account, um, management relationship. So building relationships with people, helping them do their job better does bring me some of that outer joy, um, building really strong, long lasting relationships with, you know, whether it's coworkers, friends, family, our clients here and being involved in our community of JSF people, whether that's, through the online coaching programs we have in our groups or just the in-person gym lifestyle that Jeremy was referring to. You know, it's like being on a sports team and I grew up playing sports. And so as an adult, this is something that fills that void for me. It's like, it's like playing on a team and seeing your, your teammates who are friends. And it just is something that I'll always need in my life. And I truly make the time for it because I know it makes me happy And then the other example would be giving back is huge. And I tried to be consistent. This year has been funky with everything going on. But normally through my company, we we do a, we call it Spirit to Serve project where we do, we choose a community service project through various organizations and we rotate each quarter. And so I always make sure I sign up for that because in most companies offer some sort of volunteer program, but that is such a easy way to get involved. And I also, um, we had started the tradition, Jeremy and I, several years ago, early on, I think it was the first year of marriage that we started every holiday season. We, we go through St. Vincent de Paul here in Phoenix and adopt a family. And we, we do the option where you shop for them for dinner, you shop for their um, Christmas list, the kids and the parents, and then we call and set up a time to go and meet the family and deliver it and spend time with them at their house if they, pref- you know, if they choose that option. And it just is so impactful and it really, I would say, is like the best part of the holiday season for me other than spending time with my own family and friends, but it's... The most important thing we do is that for sure. It really makes makes Christmas time or the holiday season joyful. Like, I know it sounds cheesy, but it really does. Because well, you're like playing Santa and you just feel so good. You just feel so, so great. <laughs> well, side note, we were cleaning out our office yesterday at home. And we found a toy that I forgot to deliver I know. one year to Miguel. So Miguel, if you're listening, Miguel's like 20 years old probably right now. That was like 10 years ago. This awesome Batman toy I didn't get to give him. But I did. So I just went to this morning 
I went to, why can't I think of the name? The Family Donation Center. Salvation Army. Salvation Army. And I dropped off everything that we had cleaned out. And again, it just, even doing that, it's something so simple. And I'm like, okay, here's some, that toy, but here's a lot of clothes and, um, like an athleta hoodie that you would never wear. And you're like, here, take this. Right. And just like other stuff that was just laying around that we don't use, like really nice backpacks backpacks and fitness clothes and all that. So that is something you can always do and, and give back in that way. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a position to, and people always say this, well, when I have this money, then I'll do it. I'm like, it's never enough, dude. Like, you can give at any point. Like, you really do have so much more than so many other people. And some of the places we've been to, like, when we've done this uh, during the holidays, like, you really see, like, these people have nothing. Like, I used to think I grew up in, like, you know, a small apartment and shared it with my sister. And I'm like, these people live in, like, a a really dumpy mm-hmm. trailer in like a not nice area and they're like six of them packed in there and you're like you just went and spent three four hundred bucks for dinner and toys which for us is not that much money and it's going to change the scope of like maybe their whole life and what i mean is like then they see somebody show up like wow these random people care about us these random people want us to have what, what was the kids this christmas like soccer stuff like soccer cleats, a soccer ball, the goal, Cones all the things. And, yeah. Yeah, ball and just like super cool. And to me, I'm like, that is more important than anything else I do. Yeah, seeing their faces and the parents' gratitude and it's very emotional. Like I always end up I try to hold it in until we leave and I'm in the car, but I usually always it just hits you. Like that feeling is just when you realize like you, you have so much and when people ask me, like, what do you want for Christmas? Like if I it's know. your family or mine, I'm like, I don't want anything. I agree. I'm a grown adult. Like I can make money. I don't need, I, I literally do. We have so much stuff already. Mm-hmm. I don't need anything. I go, if you want to give me a hundred bucks so we can give it to a different family. I'm like, I would rather do that because I get more out of that than like, oh, hey, Jeremy, here's mm-hmm. a pair of shoes. Here's a shirt. I'm like, I can buy that stuff if I need it. And it's it. fun. I mean, to give gifts to you and I every but now things and then. That, but things that mean something. Right. Like this year, right. like, I filled all those books, like my yeah, mom. Yeah, you did and really well. <laughs> because those things matter. Like, oh, You made me look bad, actually. <laughs> well, it's like, here's another gift card. Like, we, I need that. Like, I need a I hole know. in the head. I don't need that crap. I just think when you can give things that are like a Shutterfly book, if you made one, like that's cool to me because it's like memories, it's experiences, it's like you care about a person. I'm again, I'm not against like if you want to go buy me a Raptor, I'll take it. Uh, But see, my point is like it's I can buy that though for myself. Like these are the things that matter, and I guess that's everything. That's why I do this for a living, as opposed to just work in finance or just work in real estate because you can see it here. It may be in somewhere internally i need that like we do these workouts and they suck but then we can all you know bs afterwards and laugh and have fun and it's, there's a camaraderie and it's like it fills two cups for me well and, and just because it popped in my head because it's october breast cancer awareness like month typically in the past we'd always do specific days and events for breast cancer awareness through our jsf community and oh yeah the huge charity camps mm-hmm. or like the runs or last year we did I don't think they're reaching out to the businesses this year because I think they think businesses are crushed, which is is true. Last year we did the shirts where I don't I forget what it is. Every year we do this for uh, breast cancer. It's like raise three thousand dollars or something crazy, and uh, we just made shirts, all of them with uh, the Susan like G Coleman like the breast cancer logos, all these things like they're pink, they're black, and we sold them out in like a day, and that's something super easy to do, but it's helpful. And I like I like those things more than. Mm-hmm the selfish stuff in our reality sponsored little league teams through jsf and yeah oh yeah i have the plaques here somewhere yeah we try to give back also through and usually it's through our business so that is always really helpful too it's people that are here though Mm -hmm. like you know there's a there's so many things you can donate to like you're never going to be able to touch them all but if people here that we care about say hey this is our sports team where our kid and this money goes to this, or this is for our school function. This is for our auction. Like I'm happy to do it. And I'm like, if you are in a position of privilege, which a lot of people, if you're listening to this, you are because you already have more than you even realize. Like you can do the littlest things, giving 50 bucks to some families for like the holidays or for Christmas or Thanksgiving, or just because can change the scope of what's going to go on in that household for the next 30 to 60 days. 
and for most of us 50 bucks is something we we frivolously spend at a, a happy hour out with friends so to me okay. that that's what you know and again it, it selfishly fills this inner thing and this outer thing so that is self-care because it makes you feel good and you are giving of yourself your time effort energy and your money and that's the takeaway is remembering that a life of significance is balanced by those two kinds of joy and you can ask yourself like what can we do to find our way and live there forever because it you can't just stop and start like you if you want to continue to feel like you're living a truly authentic, fulfilled life, then you have to consistently do those two kinds of self-care and self-giving. Yeah, and if you're lucky enough to do it like every day, like I do, then I mean, just do as much of it as humanly possible. And obviously, you know, you run a business, you have to make money. I understand that. I do it here and I've done it here for over a decade. But you can give a lot more than you think. And sometimes it's monetary, sometimes it's time, sometimes it's energy, Whatever. Just listening to yes, somebody is mm-hmm. huge, and we'll touch on that later too. It makes the biggest difference. It's why I do this, and and I don't do something else just to get paid. Right. Number two, how's your mind? Yeah. So on in the article, the first thing we need to examine are the lenses through which we see the world. So do you tell yourself you can or can't do something? Do you look for possibilities of hope or probabilities for failure? Much of our life is dependent on how we frame it. So how we frame our life um, in our minds was a big lesson for me. I think through my 20s, you know, you're trying to figure out yourself and and learn more about you and what makes you happy and what you want to do with your life. And And your value system. Right. And I think for a while there, you know, I would struggle with comparison or am I doing the right, am I doing what I should be doing whether it's work or um, just how I'm spending my time. And I, at times I didn't believe in myself or, you know, I had fear holding me back in areas, but, and I would ask myself like, or tell myself, I can't do that while they're doing it. And then I would question myself too much and just hold myself back. But I kept kept pushing forward and you know surrounding myself with mentors and obviously Jeremy you've been huge support as well throughout the years I know know. oh my gosh I'm basically the most awesome human you know thank you anyways so (laughs) um you know it's it's constantly pushing yourself to grow and continue to work on those areas of weakness find the confidence in um, yourself and just keep following your dreams and understanding that facing your fears is always going to be a part of life. If you want to live your authentic life and be truly happy, then that's the whole point is you have to face your fears. You have to live outside your comfort zone and to keep growing and evolving is just never ending. Uh, well, it reminds me of like, if you guys know who Jacko Willink is from uh, extreme leadership, like he has a saying where he would always say every time something goes wrong, he's like, good. They're like, oh, it's raining outside. Uh, the weather's terrible. He's like, good. He's like, well, the car died on the side of the road. He's like, good. Everything, that adversity just keeps saying good over and over and over again. And the point being is if you only lived in this comfort zone where nothing was pushing you, nothing would really change for the better. Change is going to happen no matter what around you, but you have to be willing to kind of push those limits. That's why I do love fitness the way that I do because it allows you to see where you're at, not only physically but mentally as well. And it will push you beyond what is comfortable. But that is what makes the change. What makes you stronger. makes you healthier. Uh, makes you look the way that you want to look. And it allows you to do certain things that other people can't do. And if you can take that same skill set and apply it to your career. Or re- apply it to your relationships. Or to yourself. And realize like, hey, I suck at a lot of things. And if I don't change it, I'm never going to be able to do stuff. And mm. I've talked about this a hundred times before. I was terrible on camera for so long I would never would if you told me 10 years ago I would have a podcast where it's mostly me speaking I would laugh yeah I I would laugh at the people or if you just said hey Jeremy we're gonna hire you to come do five speeches in a row uh to this healthcare company back to back to back to back to back hours and I do it with like and you should see my notes it's pathetic um I don't really do that 
I do, I do more than like a David Jack would, but like, I don't, you write notes. Like yours are very detailed and they look awesome. Mine are just like chicken scratch garbage, but I just, I only talk about things I know. But if you'd have told me that 10 years ago, I'd have been like, you're crazy. Cause I didn't have the skill set. I didn't have the knowledge base. I didn't have the self-confidence that I could sit in front of a room of hundreds of people and just rip off stuff and do it in a way that actually got through to humans. But the point is I had to get super uncomfortable doing that. I had to go on live TV and be awful. I had, I remember the first time I talked to like uh, Bernie's people at like Prudential and I'm in my car and my heart is like beating through my chest. Like I did like mm-hmm. 8,000 sprints and I have to almost like scream at myself to get hyped up and I'm still like shitting my pants when I go in there. And it's really tough to do. But if I had never done that first day, I wouldn't have done the second day, the third day, the fourth day, and I wouldn't have done the first podcast and then did the 400th podcast and so on. And you guys have to understand that too. You really just... You, most of you listening are so much more talented than me. Heather is the same way. Same, yeah, hundred percent. But you are like you are more talented than I am in almost oh, everything. Oh no, I'm talking about like the audience. No, but I, but I, the audience too. But, but so are thanks. you. But you, I'm serious though. Like you do things that I can't do. The only difference is sometimes like I'll do what's uncomfortable over and over and over again. And I have this crazy belief in myself where a lot of people don't have that, and that's most of the time what's holding you back. It's your own brain. Mm-hmm. oh well they'll think i'm stupid or they'll think i'm this or it won't go well who cares yeah if you don't try you'll never know and even if you try and you suck at first good you're supposed to mm-hmm. at first no, rare, very few of us are amazing at anything the first time we try it ride a bike go snowboarding go wakeboarding hit a golf ball you're terrible when you start but give old, a presentation <laughs> oh my you're the worst dude and i used to cringe and i hated that and i still same here if you had me do it today i'm like I don't know, baking cookies, I would be terrible at it. But if you ask me to go there and talk about mobility or foam rolling or, you know, macronutrients, I'm going to destroy the room because I've done it so much and I have so much confidence in it and it's something that I'm passionate about. Right. But that would never have happened if I didn't get out of that little safe little bubble and you are all the same. And so if that freaks you out, whatever those things are, the only way you know is to try it and to try it repeatedly. And you might do it for three months and suck at it and then you know for sure. Mm-hmm. But if you never do that, then you never know. Right. And I think both of us now in our 30s are reaping the benefits of all of that. And well, we obviously still have fears and and there's always but room it, for growth. But like right now, sure. I feel like we finally have hit that place where all the hard work and the failures in our 20s are helping us. They helped us get to where we are today. And it just, there's so much to be said about having gratitude, patience, confidence, and really just trying to train your brain to live in that positive and have that positive outlook on life because it can really help you move forward and uh, get you out of kind of just living the same life over and over. Especially now, probably more than ever. And Mm -hmm. there's always be things you're afraid of, but I mean, real things, uh, the, the fear of, you know, falling off a cliff, the fear of getting bit by a rattlesnake, not Oh, if I post this, people will think I'm dumb. Or if I say this, people, that is going to happen no matter what you guys do in anything in life. You have to do what makes you happiest, not your mom, not your dad. And be real with you, not your husband or wife, not Mm -hmm. even your kids. You do what makes you happy every single day. Because if I'm miserable and my brain can't be free and clear, my relationship with Heather will not be as great Mm -hmm. or my friends or the people here. It all has to start with you every single day. And many things are out of our hands and, you know, the actions of others, especially right now. Almost everything is out of your hands, by the way. Yeah. Other than like how you eat, how you drink, how you sleep, what you think about mm-hmm. and what you consume. The rest of it is just happening around you. And so it's like focus on what you can control. Let go of everything else. Stop blaming other people for your own, you know, your own crap, basically. And if it's just, it's on you. Nobody else is going to do it for you. And so you have to make the choice to change and take the action and stop doing the same things and the bad habits that are holding you back. I, believe, I think I've said it at our house like a million times. And easier said than done. Like there's still things we both need to work on. And But, but that's, that's forever though. Yeah, that's no one's perfect. Just keep trying to understand that and be self-aware and communicate if you are in a relationship communicate with each other and help each other out you know well i think i've said it like a thousand times like nobody's coming to help us Mm -hmm. and i i hate to like say that but it's the truth like we don't have a rich uncle rico who's gonna (laughs) leave us a bunch of money like that's not gonna happen and no one's gonna give me the magic answers like 
sometimes it's just you and you mentally just have to be you know tough enough and resilient enough to kind of get through your own garbage to get to the other side and if you guys are consistent you'll do it and if you have a good teammate and good people around you it makes it even easier number three assess your dreams so what are your dreams basically trying to uncover those burning desires inside of you that you want to learn more about and this doesn't have to be something huge like going to medical school for example it can what be- if i wanted to go to medical school then what do you think I would the odd, you. what do you think the odds of me passing medical well, school would be? I will say that you are great. I at work hard. Memor- but work hard your work ethic but also you are phenomenal at memorizing. So something that you've heard or read, you are so good at being able to just deliver that and so I think you actually would do pretty well. <laughs> Would you want me to be your doctor, though? Mm, it depends on the type of this doctor. This is true. This is tough. It's got to be. It's so hard, dude. That's such a hard thing to do. I'm sorry to get off topic, but I just think going to like medical school. Mm-hmm. So, so it doesn't have to be something huge like medical school, but it can be something simple like you know taking a new class that you wanted to um, that fulfills some sort of passion, joining a book club, or you know, joining a new yoga studio, just something new. Or that, a gym like Jeremy Scott Fitness. Right. So for example, um, this was, this would be like a big one for me was like moving to Arizona and making that choice at a very young age. So, um, I knew deep down, even in high school that I wanted to experience something new and live out of my own state at some point and just somewhere that's completely opposite climate and just a whole new culture that I could learn about and push myself to create my own life and do it independently was something that I knew at a young age I wanted to accomplish. And even though I had so much fear about it and I I just had so much fear about leaving my family and just being the only one that's ever moved away. But, uh, What what was the biggest driver though? The weather? I think at first, at first, I think the weather, um, but also the excitement of, well, when, so I went to college for hospitality business management and one of, um, a couple of my older sister's friends completed the program and one of them moved to Australia. One of them moved to Scottsdale. And so I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So maybe I should do that because I love traveling. I always wanted to live in Hawaii or Southern California by the beaches. And during my junior junior year of college, I got the internship opportunity in Scottsdale. And I was like, well, it's at one of these iconic resorts. And it would just, I feel like, be stupid to turn it down. That way I'd get experience. I'd be able to understand if like I could move away. And who knows? I mean, they're going to love Arizona. I'm going to hate it. But I could always move back if I got a job offer after college and make that decision um, after graduation. And so I ended up getting the opportunity to work for my company after college and it was in Scottsdale. So I was like, well, I actually really enjoy my internship and I'm just going to do it because who knows um, if I'm going to have any other opportunities, honestly. And yeah, so I packed up my bags and moved the same month I graduated. I drove down with my dad and that's almost 13 years ago. So I think I, I knew that I was a independent, more business. I wanted to be a businesswoman and I just kind of kept following my heart, even though it was very difficult, especially at 22 um so what about you why did i move here well no i was a loser so i didn't really have anything going on what's something that (laughs) how did you know that you wanted to be in fitness or how did you know you wanted to what was your dreams like and when did you know i don't know if i want to be in fitness that's what i'm asking myself (laughs) every day right about now uh no seriously honestly like mine is simplistic i didn't really um I wasn't good at anything else. Like, I just didn't like any... I don't want to say that. Good is the wrong word. I don't want to make myself sound like a complete idiot. But I didn't like anything else enough to put the time in to reach a level of, like, a mastery or to be really good at it. Like, you have to, like... You have to enjoy... To me, unless you're naturally just gifted at stuff, like, you have to... 
love something like in a crazy level to be really, really good at it for most people. And, uh, I just didn't want to do something I hated every single day. That was it. I mean, when I moved here, I had nothing going on and I thought my life sucked. And I'm like, well, the same way as you, I'm like, well, I can try it. I'll pack up my car with no money and nothing. Literally everything I owned fit in my, I had a two door Acura that I packed my car and I drove across here with everything I had. And I'm like, well, if I suck, I can always move back home and be a loser or, you know, get a different job and do something. The fitness thing, I just, it's a natural fit that the way I describe it is like, this is like playing college sports again. This is like being a pro athlete. It's the closest to that life that anybody is ever going to get. That's not doing it. And the cool thing is you can do this way longer. I look at when people go to work, every day from like nine to five, Monday through Friday, that's how you would go to high school. And then afterwards you get to go play sports with your friends. And to me, that was always the most fun. And I tried to replicate that experience here for everybody. This is their high school or college sports. This is their competition. This is their highlight reel. This is the best part of a lot of people's day is coming here. I'm not saying they don't enjoy their kids and have fun, but in the context of it, yeah, this is fun. They can come here, they can compete, they can socialize, they can do fun things, they can get healthy and I'm like, I want to be part of something that does that. I didn't know it would turn into this. Selfishly, I'm just like, I don't want to hate my Wednesday, dude, because I was going to an office job, a nine-to-five office pool, sitting on the I-10 in traffic, and it sucked. And I was dead inside doing it. And I'm like, well, I'll quit, even though I don't know what the hell I'm doing, and I'll try something else. And I figured if I was willing to kill myself and you love it enough, like you'll work hard enough to make it happen. I didn't know it would be this much work, but that's kind of how I ended up. Right. Where I'm at. And the takeaway is just follow your gut. Don't wait. Life is too short. Um, Even if you think, you know, you're at this point in your life and you're like, gosh, I wish I would have done that in my 20s. Well, you still have time. You still can make a change. Even at 50 years old, you can make a change. And you're not not old if you're 50, by the way. You have forever. I mean, people are living till over 100, you know, especially women. (laughs) If you're 50 and you're like, I want to do something different. God willing, you have at least 30, 40 years left to do whatever the hell you want. And if you're willing to, and I'm not, I can't answer if you got kids and a mortgage and two student loans and three car payments, I, I don't know what to do with all that stuff. If you can downsize your life in terms of stuff and upgrade it for happiness, I'm all about that. Right. Because if you can, if you can take it and you can speak to your partner or spouse for just you and you can do something that you love to do or at least like to do most days the quality of your life I feel will be a lot better over time. And it's probably scary to hear that. Like, well, I would quit this job at 150 K and take one for 60 K. But if you're happy and you can get by on less stuff, and that is really one of your dreams, that's you leaving your comfort zone, facing your fears and doing something you're passionate about. And then I promise you over time, if you love it enough and you put the time into it, the money's going to happen too. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just assessing what is truly important to you and what make, make truly makes you happy. Like, what are you good at? What can you learn? What can you do for others? And what do you truly enjoy? Um, and I think both of us at, you know, an early age, even now, though, it's it's like looking at understanding your passions and what really brings you fulfillment. And then um, if you can build a career around it, then do so. But sometimes it, you can't. So making sure that you have a career that allows you that the time to still get involved in an organization on the weekend the freedom or to do the it. freedom, the time, the flexibility to, you know, if you really enjoy the outdoors to be able to do a day trip or a night, you know, overnight trip and do some hiking adventures or whatever it looks like for you. But you have to make those shifts in your life because you, you know, you can't do it all, but you can, you can do a lot of it. You know, and that's, I think, what you and I have really taken the time to understand about, and we'll touch on this individually, and then what the, what does that look like as a couple? Well, yeah, and it might be a hobby. It might be a passion project, or it might just be the way that you live your life. Fortunately enough for me and for us, we've just merged it all into the same thing. So everything we, to me, that's why I always say it's all fitness, it's all not fitness. Everything we do is related to this. When we go hiking, when we go paddleboarding, when we go show friends a good time, it's all about experiences. And what we do here is experience for people. Yeah, there's an educational piece involved and a coaching piece involved. But just having people live 
their absolute best life. And it's like, it's what makes you happy. It's what makes me happy. Like when we had family in town, like we take them to all these fun places because that's what we love to do. You love to do it even more than I do, mm-hmm. but I love to deliver it in the same, like we all like that. Like, and that's part of who we are. And do we get paid for that? Not necessarily, but we do in other ways. Yeah. And here's a tip from a psychologist in the article is uh, look back to around age 10 and write down like, what did you most like to do then? And then kind of start from there. And, um, or even if it was like before kids, say you're a mom or a dad and you've kind of been just, you're just consumed by being a parent right now. And you feel like you are, you know, searching for whether it's you feel maybe lost or you need to have some more hobbies that bring you fulfillment in other areas, things like that, that you can start writing a list down and start assessing it for yourself. What did you want to do when you were 10? Or what did you most like when you were 10? Soccer. And I remember I was like, I want to be Mia Hamm, soccer player. I'm like, well, that didn't happen. So What else though? Uh, well, I loved always at playing outside. So being in nature was like always a part of my everyday lifestyle. Cause I lived on two and a half acres and it was like in the country, um, of Washington and surrounded by mountains, surrounded by forest, lakes, rivers, everything. So skiing, snowboarding, boating, all of that was like huge camping was a huge part of my life and like the experiences and doing that with friends and family is just something that I'll always carry on throughout my life. Cause I know it makes me happy. So not much has changed. And the fitness is like the sports that I was referring to earlier was like a team atmosphere is so important for me. Yeah. And I think if you all reverse engineer your life and look at what it was like at maybe 10 or, or somewhere around there, you probably like most of the same things. Mm-hmm. Like I would play basketball and baseball and you play street football and listen to rap music and play video games and like go to the pool or the river or whatever you would do. And I'm like, I still like all that same stuff. Really nothing changes. If you're not good enough to play basketball for you know a living, which most of us are not, I go, for me, this life was the closest thing to it. And that's why I still come in here and we hang out, we exercise, we listen to rap music. Like I do all the same. I literally live like a 10 year old's life. I just happen <laughs> to turn it. I swear I dress adult the same. PE. I dress the same way. I teach super advanced adult PE. I wear a baseball cap and a hoodie every day here and we play hip hop and we get to do this and we put movies on the TV. Like, I literally live this fake life. And you life. created this from nothing, from a website when you still had a corporate job. You started training people on the side and created a, a website and then... Turned into this. Just... So, anybody listening, if I can do it, and I didn't know had what... Had an amazing wife to support you. This uh, is true. In the beginning. Anima- that anima- uh, had a career, thankfully. <laughs> yes. Lived in our my awesome bachelor pad. Made it happen. Yeah, we... Uh, Lived in a tiny condo, and thankfully I just got a promotion, and that's when he decided to quit the corporate world and start his own business. And I was like, all right, I got this. It worked out. So if I can do it, and I had no clue what the hell I was doing, you guys. Like, I can't I can't emphasize how irresponsible I really was when I look back on it. I didn't have anything to lose. When you're broke and you don't have anything, like, you can only really go up from there. So what were, where were we going to go? We couldn't go really down right. any further. It's, it was kind of like, well... Uh, let's, let's do this because, uh, you only live once. Yeah. And so you guys listen to me, you know, way more than me already. If you've listened to me ramble on about all the dumb things I did, just don't do the dumb stuff I've already done. And you're already going to be in a way better position to do whatever it is you want to do, whether it is a different career or a side hustle or just do things that bring you more fun. And our families, I'm pretty sure both sides of our family were like worried about us at some point like worried okay is this gonna work out type of thing like you're you quitting a a good job and starting your own business and but we made it happen yeah i think figured it out i think anytime people say they're gonna do things it's just you don't know what you don't ever know what's gonna happen so i would always tell you guys at least try and even if you fall flat on your face there's probably a great lesson in there just don't uh don't over leverage your entire life for it, but, you know, be the reluctant uh, entrepreneur, be the reluctant person to try things and dabble into it and then see where it goes. And again, it was not a smooth 
journey. It's been a journey for sure. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears on both sides. A lot of, um, because, you know, he's building a business. I'm building my own career and trying to, you know, climb the corporate ladder. And it's like merging those two things together and being there for each other. And it, it was challenging, but it was so rewarding at the same time. And when people talk about really focusing on enjoying the journey and the process, like I totally get that now. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, Cause a... at times I didn't and, or I was super distracted and it was just really hard at times, but it was so worth it in the end. And I think if you look at anything in your entire life, none of it is probably a smooth straight line and none of them is probably super easy. And most things that are worth it are have probably been a huge pain in the ass somewhere along the way. But when you get there, you're like, wow, I really appreciate all the ups and downs and things I've learned. And it's all brought me to this point in time today. Right. So, number four. Look around, son. Oops. Um, I just lost my... Uh... How can you make an impact on someone's life, Heather? How can you? Well, it can be very small. So, for example, the other day I was walking. I always walk our dog, um, try to walk her every morning or evening. And I was walking past our neighbor, who's, his name is Russ, and he is 96 years old. He's an amazing man. And he... What is that noise? It's my guys next door. Oh Just got gosh. some new. They got some new bikes in there. They're gonna go fast and furious on us today. Like Anyways, it. so he was in his driveway. Russ is a gangster, by the way. Yes, he's still driving. He goes to the grocery store. He goes. Um, I believe he goes every Wednesday to list. Not right now, obviously during this year, but in a typical year, he goes and listens to live music downtown Scottsdale. Does he walk to mall? He usually walks Fashion Square Mall, so if you go to Fashion Square, you might be seeing Russ do a mall walk, but I just, he's the sweetest man, and um, so I stopped, and I asked, I hadn't seen him outside the house in a very long time, and I just stopped and talked to him, even though I kind of was in a rush, I was like, I'm just going to make the time and ask if he needs anything, like, how can I help you, is please, like, let us know we're here here for you. And, um, it's just like those little things that you can do for other people that just, it like made my day and JC, he wanted to pet JC. And obviously I'm like trying to stay away from him because you just don't know about everything. And so, but he wanted to give JC some love. So I'm like, let him do that. Of course. But, um, you know, other times it's like certain days, even if I'm exhausted, you know, or I have to run to get on a conference call or something, it's like, I, if someone, I try to be there for other people at, at our JSF, at our gym, um, even if it's someone just need, needing to vent or they need someone to listen to them, I try really hard to make the time for them as well because people need, need you know, we need each other and it, it in the end it will make you feel like you're doing something very good for someone else. So, I think it's huge. I think that's that's what makes us humans and that's mm-hmm. what makes life life like we all the fact that you can live in a neighborhood and like we live in obviously in a bigger city but it doesn't feel that way mm-hmm. because of the community here and because like in our neighborhood like everybody relatively is polite and like talks to yeah. each other and like in the beginning it wasn't when we first moved in it was like kind of a transitional older neighborhood but now so many more families and and you still have rest like some of the the OGs. Yes, still in still in the hood, but now it's like it's it's very much more. It's brought the sense of community back over the last couple of years, which, which is really cool. And those are the people like you can help, and they can help you. They're the people that can check on your mail or look at your house or. And again, it's it's almost like I wish the world would be more like when you're on a lake or a river and everyone's on a boat and you always wave, (laughs) you always wave to each other. The boat wave. And I'm like, why are we doing, why do we, and again, I don't know why. I grew up on the Mississippi River, so I'm familiar with it, but I don't know where that started from. Like, what's the origin of that? It's like the same thing when you're on the beach, walking on the beach. It's like people are so happy in those settings. But everybody on the beach doesn't wave at you though. No, right. The boat wave is just... Yes. The, the boat wave Everybody gets me waves every at time. everybody on the boats. Like, hey, like, it's just like you're having a good day. I feel like there's a runner's wave too, if you're a runner. Like, I was running the canal this morning on the bike path. There's like a running path too. Yeah. And I sometimes... It's not everybody, but like, some, do a little wave. Yeah. Like the runner wave. Like respect. 
you're out here too, dying, just like I'm dying. <laughs> but on the boat, everybody does it. Maybe it's because everybody's like kind of half buzzed up. They're just living their best life and they just are just happy. But that's stuff you, that's little stuff you can do. Like just comment to people, talk. I do get that in one of the, the t-shirts I wear a lot. People will make comments and, which is nice. And then we'll start a little dialogue. Sometimes it's creepy, but uh, most of the time it's cool. Like, and by the way, there's a guy today at Echo Coffee. He had a Coogs. Oh, that's awesome. Polo on. People, I noticed too, the the cyclists, the biker gangs, like the cycle hardcore. They have their own code. Yeah, they, they do their, their little wave and gestures. So if you can do that, do it. And we all can with a text, with a note, with a call, with an email, with anything. It's the littlest things that can have an impact on everybody's life. And if you're in the fitness community... Obviously, telling someone like you notice their hard work or they look good or you've seen them training, like acknowledging that, whether it be via social or in person, I think makes a huge difference. I just like D-Lo did the other day to Raul. It's like, oh, you're looking good, man. And like, you know, it made his day. Oh, Because the dude's sure. be like, has not been drinking booze. He's been working out super hard. And it's like, you get this positive affirmation from other people. What, and maybe and maybe you already knew it, but you might be like a normal person. You're having a day where like man, this sucks. I don't want to wake up and do this. It's annoying not having drinks or eating the same foods. Is it really working? I'm not seeing results as fast. Then you hear somebody say it. It's like hitting a shot in sports. It's like instant energy. It like comes right to you. You're like, oh, shit. And then you you walk a little bit taller. You feel like, oh, yeah, I do feel good. I do look better. This is working. You know what? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to, you know, keep the same trend moving. And as dumb as it is, a lot of times, like, that's people's oxygen. It's their, literally their fuel to keep them moving forward. And you have the power to do that, and everybody has the power to do it to you. Mm-hmm. And I think for you, I try to share with you, I can't do them all, when people send positive messages. Hey, Heather, here's what they said today. And I shoot over to you, and I send them, and I send them, because it gives you, like, okay, well, I'll come back on the podcast, and what we're doing is working. Right. Because a lot of times, we just measure significance where we measure success just based on the end result only did i make this much money is my body fat this do that did i get this promotion do i live in this neighborhood and those are all measures of success sure but they're not the only measure and that's the only the end goal because all the stuff that happened from from you know the birth to the end of it is the stuff that's the most important and we don't hear those things enough it's like i always give the podcast example how many podcasts do you listen to where you don't give them a five star and you don't write a comment a lot, but why don't you? How many books have you listened to on Audible and you haven't stopped and reviewed it on Amazon? You don't. Mm-hmm. And why don't we do that? We all have the power to be positive and that might help the author who might be having a crap day put out another good book, put out another good podcast, put out another awesome piece of content for you to enjoy. For sure. Why don't you do it? You're lazy with your reviews. Yeah, I am. Why are you? Well, I will work on it. It's this something tip, I can add to my list. It's tip number four, Heather. Look around. You can <laughs> impact someone's life. You can't just do these podcasts and then not do it in real life. By the okay. way, I'm ter- by the way, I'm terrible too at giving the reviews. I know. I was going to ask you. Like, I don't think you are doing it. I have on Yelp for restaurants sometimes if they're really good. I never do it on Yelp. But but then we look at Yelp though. Like, I first know. of all, it's no, a great no, resource. First of all, no offense to Yelp, I do think it sucks what they do to businesses and how they want businesses to get money. I do think that's bogus. Uh, but Google reviews. Like, You're probably going to get a negative comment and review about Yelp. I um, yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> they hate me anyway. I don't answer any of their phone calls. They're full of crap. They can't ever tell me how their ad product works. Anyways, my point is like when you go to like the Hudson, which is an amazing restaurant, like mm-hmm. I love that place. Yeah. I literally it. just do five star. I love it, but I've never done that because I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be better at that too. Everybody listening. I'm an, if I go to your establishment, everybody listening out there, I'm going to leave you a good review if it's good. And if they it's- just need a, there needs to be a better app. They probably have something like this, but you know how Uber, it just like, cons- it yes, will. Yes, Uber is great with it. Right after your ride, you know, you rate it because it pops up and the stars, it's so easy. It's like, you don't have to, even if you're a lazy person like me, it's like, oh, click, 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 four or five stars or whatever. And if a restaurant say, did that, yes. text you or it popped up on your phone. Automatically. And yeah. that would be, I think. Maybe I should create it because it probably exists, but... But it's not efficient because I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Uber is the best at that, by the way. Because I will always be like, yeah, five star, you were good, Julio. Thank you. But what is your rating on Uber? Mine was higher than I yours. I haven't looked in a while. Mine was higher than <laughs> yours. I wasn't a five. That was like 4.97. That was pretty high. 
I don't think you can wow, get Wow, f- you're so cool. I don't, because I try to be nice to people. I take way more Ubers than you. I know, you. but you're not as polite as me. I don't talk much. Oh my gosh, you never, I always ask, I typically. But maybe they don't like that. I'm 4.91. See, if you're just quiet, do your ride, give them a tip. That's all I really care about. Anyways, number five, <laughs> change your thoughts, change your life. So first, figure, figure out what is, what in your life you want and how can you get there. And if you're in a relationship, you know, definitely communicate it with your partner. Um, if you're not, obviously you just have yourself to, you don't have to worry about trying to uh, make it all work. But um, you just, if you are in a relationship, you have to figure it out together like we were talking about earlier and uh it's going to be hard it will take sacrifice it will take patience um different seasons can be more challenging than others it can take years it can cause arguments um sometimes one person might be carrying more weight um in the beginning if you're you're making a career move or something like that that we mentioned and uh but ultimately you, you share that common goal of the direction that you want to to uh, head in to create that life and um just reminding yourself it will take time and effort and hard work, but it will be so worth it. And uh, just trying to set, you know, small attainable goals to help move you in the right direction. Um, what else? Sometimes it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just have to, and this is just us personally speaking, there's certain things that either you just have to accept of your partner and people, or if you really believe in it, you got to be willing to die for it. And you got to just really push the agenda and come to some agreement uh, with what you want your life to look like. And if you're, we're, I don't want to say older when we're, we got married, but like what I would consider to be like the optimal probably age, like if you're 30 years or older, if you're, I was 27, but you're, you're older than me. So I know it, I you're finally, old man. Finally bit the bullet. Pushing 40. Finally built the, bu- look at me though. <laughs> Shredded. It's great. Um, but I'm saying is like when you're younger, That's your phone. It is. What is... Oh, my... I remember when I had my first beer. Man, was it your first day on a podcast? This is unbelievable. God. Pandora just magically turned on. Did you see that? Phones are... These phones know what you're doing. They're just trying to control your life. Anyways, my point is when you're younger... What a nightmare. Uh, It's not a big deal. You don't... I mean, this is just so unprofessional. What's going on here? I got got Fast and the Furious motorbikes next door. I got you and Pandora. wrap it up. I can't do anything. My point is when you're younger and you're married, you might have certain ideas, but as you get older, obviously those things are going to change. I think they're always changing, but you probably have to have some common goals of what you want your life to look like. And that does come with changing your thoughts. My thoughts, and I'll be honest, in my 20s was like, or even when we first got married, I'm like, okay. What were your thoughts? Well, I was like, I need to have, I need to live in this neighborhood. And that was like my focus and... Then I started to further educate myself. But what was the what was the belief though? Like if I lived in this neighborhood, what would change? That's you know successful. <laughs> it's almost dumb to even hear it. Um, you yeah you were very but I guess when you say that and I'm I just mean for in general and I think a lot of people think this. Well, if I just live in this neighborhood, things will be different. But in when you think about it now, as you're older, what would have been different? I know. I'm serious. So what would have changed? I mean, yeah, it's a little bit more fun. And yes, it's more, still a goal of mine eventually but what's, but what's to... more fun about it? I'm not, I'm not asking. I'm not like saying it to be Yeah, idiot, I guess it's... But what's more fun? Just having, you know, if it's a better backyard and maybe a better location and it's more fun for entertaining. But again, I know you're going to say... There's so many negatives that will outweigh. No, I'm not. I'm, trust me. I If someone said, hey, Jeremy, you can have five acres right in our neighborhood, I'd for surely take it. I just don't want to pay the price that's associated with it. So everything's with, and this is the podcast we did yesterday. There's a trade-off with everything. Mm-hmm. And so is the juice worth to squeeze? So like, let's say we were younger. We didn't have the money we have today, obviously, because we're young kids. We move into a neighborhood that we can afford, but it's a stretch. So now we have less freedom and less free time and probably more stress. And then when things break, it might cause an argument or it causes more strain on us. And is that 
if you were to buy something like for you, let's say we got married, you were 20, we, and you waited a year or two, you're 29. What you could have afforded and what you thought was your dream then and, and what was ideal, is that where you'd want to live today? No. And, but yet if you bought that at 29, can you get out of it? And you're like, well, shoot, now I don't want to be here. And this mm-hmm. is what was my dream. And now it's not. Now I'm kind of screwed. And I think that's what I mean by changing your thought process. When you look at stuff, I'm not saying, I'm not, I know sometimes people listen to me like, well, Jeremy doesn't need anything. I'm like, I really don't. But I like all the same stuff you guys like. Like there's people here. We went to Mike D's house. Mike D has the dopest backyard yeah, ever. Yeah, it's like a resort backyard. It's I would, beautiful. I would live in Mike D's house in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And I, just having, uh, just not ha- you're in a neighborhood but like how i grew up is like you you're in a neighborhood but he's an have, ac- he has an acre probably. yeah over an acre or so and you're not just next to people all the time yes his place is amazing mm-hmm. but i don't want to pay the, the price to be there every single day and so like there's the trade-off and i think sometimes when your thought process changes like okay and that's what is, you know, if you change your thoughts, your life has changed. What do you want your life to look like? Not just mm-hmm. what do you want your stuff to look like? And I understood that eventually because I realized, wow, I want to have a lot more flexibility on my weekends to kind of go and do whatever I want. And you specifically, you yeah. like to just pick up and go yes. and just, and you know, if, if we do choose to upgrade the house at some point, then yeah, it's it's going to require more work, more um, projects or, you know, just more time and effort, more energy. And so, yeah, I'm just not ready. I'm not there yet. No. I don't and know it, if I will be. I, I don't know. I, you just don't know. I'm like, I'm not going to put my focus on that right now. I'm just trying to focus on doing the things that really do provide me the joy and fulfillment that I've identified for myself now in my thirties, almost 35. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, this is not, it doesn't have to be pigeonholed to, to stuff. But when I say, when you change the way you think about things, that literally does change your life instantly because your thoughts drive it all. And then your actions dictate obviously how your life plays out. And for you, because I've seen it over the years, when you just walk around in Flagstaff, when the, the fall leaves change, like you think it's the cool, I could really care less. You think you it's the, like it? Though. It's fun, yeah. But I don't like. You're like, oh my god, yeah. I look at the leaves. I don't I'm know like, why I get so obsessed I'm with like, it. Oh, but I'm like, what am I like? You're acting like it's like Jesus came down and it's like it's, it's right in front <laughs> okay. of us. Like, you do you not get super jacked about it? You'll send me all. <laughs> you send me so much stuff on Instagram, and I do think it's cool. But you love nature like that, like you could probably live out there like for mm-hmm. and that's important to you and for you to give up that for like a fancier car because you'd have to like work or pay for it like you wouldn't want to do that well i mean i work but yeah i'd have to like to, to, to <laughs> say hey hey jeremy i'm gonna be gone for four days in san diego i'm like okay i'd have to sacrifice not spending know. money on other things is what you're trying to say yeah if you wanted to do it all the mm-hmm. way that we choose to live our life and so i think sometimes you just have to ask yourself you know what really matters to you and how do you think about everything you're going through every single day cool cool i think Um, it was a i think it was a good one anything else that we missed no again it's all just basic stuff it's not anything obviously this is not super you know heavy fitness related but if you guys are out there in a weird year of life like all of us are i would say now more than ever it just solidified the things that i think about or the way that i think about my life or actually had me pause and stop and say hey i don't have to do things this way i can do it uh, another way and just really be mindful of of just how you're going through your life and how you spend your time effort and energy because you only have so much of it and i think sometimes we can get pulled in multiple directions and for me, happiness, you know, trumps all. And a lot of times when you really strip your life down and you look at what your day-to-day life is like, not the trips, not the vacations, not the the social events, but like what does a Tuesday look like and what does a, a Thursday look like? I think for most of us, our lives, um, if you're like me, they, they, we, they probably look pretty similar. And uh, oftentimes the things that bring us the most significance and the most happiness are not the the things we spend most of our time working towards. And I think that's kind of the crazy thing is that we get so lost in the big things we are missing. We're distracted all the time. And it doesn't do you any good. And I think if if you're distracted for most of your life, all of a sudden you'll wake up 30 years from now being like, well, shoot, 
I really wanted to do X, Y, and Z, but instead I spent my time doing A, B, and C, and that's really not what was important. That's not what I wanted to get out of it. So if that's you, just take these tips and roll with them. So um, other than that, if you guys have requests on the podcast, I just threw a thing up on Instagram uh, stories today. Uh, so you can send me those over there. Obviously, you guys can always email me. I'm happy to record them. What are I'm you sorry. doing? Well, because I opened Uber, then it was like uh, it popped up the you... notification. Like, do you still want to ride? You guys, I apologize. Sometimes <laughs> it's the bottom of the barrel during uh, Can't take the, me out. The, the, the pandemic for guests because we just am limited who I can bring oh, here. And up. so this is what I got to deal with. Uh but in all seriousness, if you guys have requests, um, send them. We're happy to uh, to get to them for sure. And a uh, reminder, if you guys want to do, check out Athletic Greens. It's just athleticgreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott. Or you can message me. I'll shoot you the link with the 20 free travel packs. Or we'll go above and beyond and we'll ship them right to your front door. We pay for everything. It just comes to you. Put it in water. Try it. Then hit me up. I'm happy to, to share with you why I take them, how I do it, and any other questions you may have. And that is me saying thanks to you guys for listening. And if you happen to be on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Go to your podcast app on your phone. Scroll your finger all the way down. Drop it a five star. Leave me a couple of comments. We truly do appreciate it. And we thank you guys for listening. It means more than you know. Yes. Thank you guys. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.